0: Welcome back to another episode here at the podcast, Real Talk with Pastor Brad and Christy. This week, we have a lot of fun announcements to be made and to catch up on a lot of stuff that happened over the week. Today's episode is titled, Loving We Are, and here are your hosts, Brad and Christy.
1: Hello,
2: Hello, Christy and podcast family. Great to be with you
1: again. We're so excited to be here today. It's a great
2: day. Absolutely. We have crossed the threshold, the benchmark that we set at 2,500 downloads. And uh, thank you to each and every person who helped make that possible.
1: Yes, thank you
2: so uh, much. And, you know, uh, Bree, great idea on uh, commenting on their favorite episode. Uh, That was cool.
1: That wasn't. It It was was really cool to
2: see which ones meant the most to you personally. We had a lot of good contestants, and uh, you know, we've been talking to you about expanding the map and how the Lord is adding new people to our podcast family, and we're trying to fill the map with all the states. And our winner this time for our benchmark of twenty five hundred
1: is not from Louisiana not from
2: Louisiana nope. so Jessica before we say your last name we come from the state where uh, like Gatheer is pronunciated goche <laughs> uh, a word well pronounced, pronounced <laughs> um, so are what? like uh, Hebert is a bear. Yeah. It, and, um,
1: okay, I'm not from Louisiana, so I'm just going to say it. They pronounce everything incorrectly and weird down or here. Or correctly.
2: So, or we live in the town of LeCount, spelled L-E-C-O-M-P-T-E.
1: It is spelt like LeCompte, and it is pronounced LeCount. So, Jessica, we hope we do not offend you, but I am personally not going to try to say your last name because it will be wrong. You have to understand I'm coming from two well, we last names. we have to names.
2: say who she is. So give it our best shot.
1: My two last names are Ward and Webb, okay? So Four I, letters so Jessica, you say it a certain way. Thank
2: you for believing in our podcast family. Thanks thank for you listening. for listening. We're um we look forward to meeting you and we would like to arrange a Zoom call or something where we could visit with you for just a minute and uh so we think it's uh Kahi, is that correct? Kahi Kohi? I
0: don't know. Still I'm, I'm sorry, not Jessica. It. I'm sorry, girl. But
2: uh, <laughs> shout out to you and uh, my wife. Congratulations. Congratulations. You are the blessed winner of our AirPod Pro. Yeah.
0: Girl, you win. Yep. Airpo- oh, wait. You win.
2: AirPods, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> He's and literally so we, reading we, the box and he <laughs> yeah. cannot pronounce yeah, no, it. No, I'm not
2: reading the box. It's the back. Uh, so. It's on the top. I wouldn't look at the top. I was looking at the back. So, anyway, I will say, though, Jessica, you know, each week, We have an update on the farm segment. And when my wife was uh, looking at your Instagram post where you had um, shared, I will say that's a mighty fine tractor. I guess that's your children. They're in front of a international 1206 that is waxed and shining. It really made my heart skip a beat. So
1: I was just flipping through this. I said, oh, look, she has her kids in front of a tractor. And Bree and I continued with our conversation. We just went right over it. And Brad's like, wait. Wait a minute. I learned to drive on one of those tractors. Not a 1206.
2: I learned to drive on an 806. But she had a picture taken in front of a 1206. Turbo. Yeah.
1: Okay, no tractor. one, no one can. You can hear the excitement in his well, voice. Well, Jessica he understands
2: this. it. I'm talking to Jessica right now.
1: Uh, he, you can't see the excitement in his face, but he gets it's, so excited. It, I, mean, just this talking about I mean, this is good stuff. I mean, tractor.
2: 806. That was mine, right there. That's what I learned to drive on. So, and it's the first tractor I was ever unleashed by myself on.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so. Hey, wonderful. great
2: job on whoever uh, restored that tractor. It is a <laughs> fine, beautiful piece of work.
1: Not random, at all. <laughs> She's crazy. But congratulations, Jessica. We are happy to, and we will have to get your information. Um, Bree is going to contact you. Very soon. And um, get your information on how to get you your AirPod Pros, because we're excited that you will get to use them.
2: So continue to share that with your family uh, and your friends, and we are so blessed to be able to bless you.
1: Yes, we definitely are. We have a couple other things we want to before we get into today's topic. Um, Shout out to Miss Nita, our friend Miss Nita. Yes, Ms. indeed. Nita and Miss Debbie both commented about the World Books from last week, and they have World Books. But Miss Nita, Miss Debbie could not get to hers like mine. They are put away in an attic somewhere, so or in a back room somewhere. And so, Miss Nita, we are going to send you a package of uh, Brad's favorite coffee because you took a picture of your World Book. App.
2: Absolutely, World Book Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia.
1: <clears throat> encyclopedia, and what is so great about this? Well, which Brad was not a part of earlier today, um, <laughs> Bree and I, and Bree's like, so how exactly did you use these things? Like, did you okay, just read them like I know a book? What an encyclopedia
0: no. is. I know, I know what an encyclopedia is. My question was mostly, if I am writing a report, how do I know that there's enough of what I'm looking for in that encyclopedia? Because it's the World
1: Book. It okay, okay, has but all like like information. Two
0: pages of like. Trying okay. to figure Her, out She's something?
1: trying to say you can't put everything written about the Grand Canyon in a book that's that size and then put everything right. else in the G's with yeah. it. Right. I it's understand. like a
0: dictionary. You only need a sentence to explain a word. Or right.
1: No, well, no, no. It's more complex than that. Okay.
0: Well, yeah. But
1: she, it, it was one. funny. She did say this morning, do you read it like a book? Like, how does this work? And I'm like, "Uh, no. <laughs> no.
0: Y'all make me sound like I don't know anything. But but you, no. We
2: do. know But I mean, you never had to use I a world book. I never had to use Google.
1: And if you say world book to... You know, people younger than you, they don't even know what you're talking about. So, at least the fact that you know what a world book is. Shout just, out to you.
0: You just unlocked a memory I had in my brain. We used to use the world book website when I was like in second and third grade, when we were in computer, when we had Oh, stuff. wow. So, I was using the encyclopedia. I was
2: there just you using go.
0: Their website.
2: So, shout out to you. So,
1: back to Miss Nita for your world book. You have your world book. It's great that you sent us a picture, and um, we're going to send you some coffee.
2: And also, because. you can um,
1: caffeinate yourself and read your world book like a book.
2: Because (laughs) Jessica lives out of state. We're going to send her a pack of our favorite coffee as well.
1: That's right. That's right. She probably, I don't know. Can I'm not sure exactly where she lives, if she can buy that there or not.
2: I don't know, but we're going to send it to you. Because Christy and I like it a lot. So we taste of
1: Louisiana. And I have one more note before we get started that Brie has a confession.
0: Oh. Okay. <laughs>
1: You're the one that told I, me to make I know. you confess this. I
0: know, but I'm going to blame you, Christy, because okay. you were supposed to be the one who like checks my facts.
1: I am a mom. I can take the blame. Y'all. Go ahead. This
0: is week number 22, so last week was definitely not 20, and I told y'all it was a special week because we made it to 20 episodes. We made it to 20 episodes two weeks ago, so, so it,
1: it was, was false wow.
0: excitement. It 21. was false
1: excitement.
2: So we're what, 22 today? We're Today's 22. number 22. All right. Thank you for enduring through 22 episodes. <laughs>
1: 22 episodes. We're excited about that. And we have a list of topics. We, not today. We're only And I will say time.
2: this. Can I say one more thing before we move off of our giveaway? Okay. Sure. Kagan, it really made my heart happy to see you. When Shout I saw out. Kagan Sosa, our oldest adopted our, daughter. Our oldest child. Who lives right? in Brazil. Kagan, thank you so much yeah. for entering.
0: That was sweet.
2: It made my heart happy.
1: That was
2: To see everybody, but I have not seen Kagan's name in a while come across stuff, so
1: Abby and Emily and I keep up with Kagan more so than Brad. Um but yeah, I get to see Insta I check Instagram for mm-hmm. um she's on my Instagram feed so I get to see. Her they buddy. will not let me have her an Instagram page, so nope. they yeah. said we're
2: not managing one more thing for you, so nope.
1: I mean, it's not my not own. Not thank you. you, but anyway. <laughs>
2: All right, moving right along. Update on the family: the twins are back at college.
1: Abby and Emily are back at college. Um,
2: you have had your first.
1: School has not started yet.
2: No, it'll start started. right after Labor Day for them at right, Tech. But um, I've you, had
1: my first
2: uh, parent meeting at the school for the parent update, meeting, update on yes, the children, not yes. because they were terrible like my parents were with me, they, but. Um,
1: it was end of the year from last year's end of the year to go over their test scores and stuff like that. So, oh. And she did great. She she did good. Go so. Ella. Ella did well. Bradley did not have to take it because he was only in kindergarten. So,
2: All right. So we're full-fledged back in the swing of things. Uh, September's a great month in the ministry. I like to call it Get Your Butt Back in Church, a.k.a. Gluteus Maximus, if you are offended at the word butt, but... Anyway, you've been running around all summer, and we get to plug back in and really make a difference in the place where we live in our community. And today, we have a deep topic. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been asked a lot of questions as a pastor, but today, I won't call her last name, but I will say her first name. Destiny asked me a question that really was simple but profound. And the question was this, because I've been talking about hope at church and in our services, and, you know, that verse in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrated his love towards us. And she's like, I know that God's in my life. I know that Jesus is in my life. I feel him there. But he demonstrated his love towards us. But how do I physically demonstrate my love back towards God?
0: Good question. Huh? That's a really good question.
2: How do I love God? You know, we, cause he's like, okay, well, so I pray to him. You know, yeah, I pray, but, but Jesus said, and Christy has this verse for us in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, mm-hmm, And it goes all the way back to Deuteronomy. This verse was originally mentioned. And it tells us to what the, the disciples came to him and others came to him and said, what is the greatest commandment? And, um, They said, (laughs) excuse me, they said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then to love your neighbor as yourself. What's interesting about that is that in that one verse, it shows us that we have four capacities in which we are able to show love. Uh, I remember when I first met Christy, man, I was uh, a a junior, leaving a junior in high school, going to become a senior in high school. And then, man, there she was just walking across that. Baptist Church campground. Her little auburn hair was all a flutter. And uh, man, I was quickly captivated by her beauty. And uh, so, you know, I saw her and then my mind was captivated by her. And then my heart began to skip a beat as she walked closer and because my mind began to skip a beat, I was able to get her phone number when we left. And back in the day, we still had the hang it on the wall phone where with a long cord. So I came home and I pushed those numbers. I'm not going to call out her mom's phone number, even though I still know it today because I dialed it so many times. But I would dial her up physically and keep her on the phone for a long time because something great was happening in my life. Oh, and so the question is, in that verse, Jesus says, "You can love me intellectually, you can love me emotionally, you can love me physically, love me, love me with all your strength, and then love your and then love me with all your soul. So how Spiritual. do we spiritually, yeah, how do we physically love God? What's your thoughts, Christy?
1: uh okay, what are my thoughts? um I was caught up in this. You're still taken back by that moment. I was when still was caught up with the Auburn hair flowing in the breeze back then. Um yeah. It is hard and, and it's a very direct question and but at the same time you think, Oh, what can I do? But then at the same time you think it's deep. Like that's not that's just a deep a, question. That's it is really a deep question. Deep. Um and I, I'm thinking about we have we've had a lot of people in the last little bit that have um like gotten sick. And been in the hospital for a while in it, and the question is, oh, what can I do? What can I do to help them? Like, literally, we can't physically f- help their physical yes. illness, but what can I do to ease just a little bit of their physical need? Maybe you know, I don't know, food, water, yeah. you know, take them snacks, so- take them And sometimes it it helps to just ease their emotional. Let's let's leave the hospital and go talk about something that's not to do with the patient. You know, and and even if you're calling the patient on the phone and they're sick and, you know, just don't call and say, give me all the rundown of your symptoms, what happened mm-hmm. and all that. Let's talk about something totally different. You know, and sometimes they just need to get their mind off of that. Mm-hmm.
2: And and it's hard, too, because as as a pastor and pastor's wife, when you ask somebody, what can I do? Oh, just pray. Well, I'm already praying, but I need something right. to do. Right. I am male. And,
1: and so that means- <laughs> I'm a doer. That leads back to Brad's question. Tell me to go get some chicken or physical need. Can you help? And that's you know, um, what physically can you do? And there, but I'm at, my, at the same time you want to say there are ways to, you know, assist emotionally um, and assist then physically also too. So
2: I will say, uh, Destiny, that that was a very, as Bree said, a very pointed question and a very direct or direct is what you said a direct question that's what I I said. somebody said that and it seemed very you know simple but yet profound and so you know I shared with them this scripture and I want to share it with you today because like it was kind of caught off guard and 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 I shared this but I really think this is the best way so in Matthew chapter 25 we're not going to have a Sunday school lesson here but is a is a chapter of parables and then in verse 31, Jesus comes and he starts talking about when the king comes back and he gathers those who are his. Matter of fact, verse 34 says this Then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you are blessed by my father, inherit your kingdom prepared before the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat, I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and then you took care of me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did I see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink, or a stranger and take you in? Or when did I see you there with clothes and (laughs) clothe you? Or when were you sick or in prison and I visited you? And the king will say to them, I assure you, Every time you did something to the least of your brethren, you did it unto me.
1: Physically, spiritually, emotionally, when you help anybody, you're doing it for Jesus. That's what you're you're paying <clears throat> back.
2: You're doing it unto the Lord. And so to demonstrate, God demonstrated <laughs> his love towards us. But as we demonstrate our love towards God. The greatest way to do it, because the Spirit lives inside of us, the Holy Spirit. So the greatest way to be a demonstration to a, hurted, a world that is hurting is to be his hands and his feet, and to do it unto the Lord. No matter what you're doing, you're doing it unto the Lord. I, I had the privilege of of helping someone this week uh, who was uh, running from the hurricane. They were in their motor home, and they had a blowout on the side of the road and so I stopped to help them and it was just a, they couldn't get a tire and had to find a tire, Called every tire store in town and anyway, it's been three days of back and forth on the phone with them, finally got them all squared away today and they're just like, what can I do? I want to do something for you and I'm like, don't you rob me of my blessing now, you know and so it's every time you do something for somebody else, it's you're unto the Lord And so the greatest way to love Jesus is to love others. And he he followed that up. And then love your neighbor as yourself.
1: In any way you can.
2: In any way you can.
1: It doesn't have to be a huge gesture. It doesn't have to be a, um, you know, a set, let's plan this a month in advance. And we've talked about this before. It doesn't have to be a... um, a written outward. I love written cards and stuff like that, but it doesn't have to be that. It can literally be a, you know, a hello on an elevator that brightens someone's day or a comment or, you know, I like your shirt. I like cute shoes, whatever. Um, you Speaking can do of that, that. You know, what's
2: hard right now is, you know, yeah, I always speaking
1: of that, uh huh. Because people, anyway, go ahead.
2: No, no, no. Like, like smiling at someone on the elevator or, or making somebody's day. I catch myself smiling at people, like, like to greet them with a smile or something, and it's under a mask.
1: Right, because like, you I, are, you I, do wear masks. It's like,
2: I'm like, oh, well, I can't start winking at him you know. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's. I catch myself doing this all the time, like greeting somebody with just with a smile, he and is then it's like, in the yeah, mm, that smile when I noticed. I've
0: noticed. I right. now like instead of smiling alone, I will. Like verbally greet people now. Yeah,
1: you it, do have to do. that. That's what me, I said. You say hello I have to or whatever. Open my mouth, yeah. But you can also tell. You can tell if a person's smiling with the mask because your eyes react. If you're, if it's a real smile. Well, I'm know.
2: not checking them out that close. I mean, you're not like, looking
1: people in the eye. You don't look people in the.
2: Eyes. You have to look at their cheeks, not their eye.
0: <laughs> he said something about the Auburn hair. <laughs> yeah, Auburn hair Ooh.
1: flowing through <laughs> the. Oh, bitter, better, 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 better. Or looking at my ugly shirt. I was told by my nine-year-old today. Good morning. I said good morning. Emily, said, you'll be proud of this. I said good morning, and she said, "I don't like that shirt." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said that
2: was Emily's job, but now Ella has picked that up and running with I
1: it. I said, "Oh yeah, it is kind of a weird shirt because it like it's heavy in the front and it's, it's light weird, in the back yeah. or whatever." And she goes, "It's ugly." <laughs> So, so, you know, don't lie about it like Ella didn't lie about it. But sometimes maybe just don't share everything you're thinking like Ella did, um, you know. But so you loving,
2: loving Jesus we are because we are constantly trying to demonstrate his love towards others. Right. And the greatest way, some of the the great. I was talking to a pastor this week. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to give him a shout out here, Louis Cherrier. Pastor Louis Cherrier is my... One of my spiritual heroes who I pastor, I don't don't need, I should have checked on this, but I wouldn't plan on speaking on it, but I don't even know how many churches you're pastoring right now, but he is the church planning guru. I mean, Pastor Lewis was planning churches like decades before it was cool in Louisiana. Matter of fact, he said to me in our phone conversation this week, um, because we were supposed to have a ready plant, uh, replant church deal. And Pastor Lewis has been doing this for years, and he's like, I'm ready to be at that conference. I'm ready to be there. He was coming to the conference this week. But anyway, he said, you know, back in the 80s when we were planting churches, and I was like, okay, that's why you're my hero. But nevertheless, here's what he said. We were talking about how everything has to change right now in the world we live in, especially because of COVID. But here's what he said. He said, Pastor Brad, let me tell you something. He said, you know something that transcends every culture In every time and every crisis, compassion ministry. Loving people out loud like Jesus.
1: Wherever they are.
2: Wherever they are. It doesn't matter what country you're in, what language they speak. People respond to compassion.
1: That's so true.
2: So how do you love Jesus? How do you physically love Jesus? Because you can't really mail him a card. (laughs) You can't buy him some chocolate. But you can love others and make a difference in their life unto him. You know, not just for them, but because you love God. And you want to pour that into others' lives. Matter of fact, it's the one thing that could really make a difference is authentic Christianity flowing from our heart because we love God so much.
0: I think what makes that really cool, though, is because people can still do nice things but have the wrong motives behind it. And I think... You know, you have to be aware of where your heart is whenever you're doing those good things for other people.
1: Are you doing good things to be seen? Mm-hmm. Are you doing good but things you know, because somebody's making you feel guilty that you weren't doing good things? Or are you right. honestly doing good things?
2: I'm so glad she asked this question because as our children's pastor is here, Bree is our children's pastor.
0: Hello.
2: <laughs> we don't teach our children how to physically love God.
0: Other hat. What a you're profound really, statement. But you know what? I thought it was really funny that you. I don't know these topics before we are sitting down recording to everyone who's listening, but um, yeah, we
2: tell her literally right before we go on air. Right, right. And
1: that's how and, tell y'all and in the she title. tells the title. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but this past Sunday we were teaching. Um, oh goodness, Christy, do you remember what we were teaching? It was like singing psalms, psalms, and, yeah, psalms, psalms of praise to God. And um, I asked our group of kids, uh, "Why do you love God? Like, what? Why do you personally love God?" And I wasn't really expecting to get anything like deep profound. theology I mean, they they're like the youngest one I had was 5. But he was like, "Well, he loves me back." And I like to love him because he loves me. And I was mm. like, "Okay, 5-year-old." And that's
2: a good point, <laughs> you know. And and there's a there's so many books written right. about how much God loves us. You know, mm-hmm. I I think about Francis Chan with Crazy Love. Mm-hmm. You know, what a profound book on the love of God. And there's so many books that tell us about how God loves us. But there's not many on how do i turn around and love god back nope. how do i demonstrate it
1: well and it, it goes back to you can't send him a car you want to do something mm-hmm. physical just like the people with the motorhome that you shared with mm-hmm. earlier they want to give you a physical monetary mm-hmm. something i don't I, not reward because they're grateful payment i guess you mm-hmm. would say to to compensate for what you've done or yeah to show their gratefulness and we want to do the same thing with god it's like what you know where mm-hmm. can i give money to or what can I you know do for this or whatever but then you don't think about just the everyday people mm-hmm. that this you is are. really a
2: big topic for me because you know in our love languages my, one of my give, one of my strong love languages is gift giving you know and gift giving isn't always like having to go buy something it could just be something you do for somebody Christy's right. is not Christy Christy and I share no love language that is the same but hers is act of service, which is my lowest love language. And it's on the one the I test. appreciate. And it's one the one the she least. appreciates the most. And so, like, gift-giving is one of my top ones. And so it was, like, so hard because we were speaking past each other. But when I realized, like, okay, an act of service is, to my wife is equal to me going and buying her something.
1: Yes. Yes, it is.
2: But I had to begin to compute it that way in my mind. So that now, if I'm cleaning out the dishwasher, which you know
1: does not love to do,
2: I'm (laughs) I'm giving her a gift.
1: Yes, I wouldn't
2: choose that gift, but nevertheless, so it's you know how do we? That's a big
1: gift if you clean out the dishwasher as much as I do in our house because there's a lot of coming and going in my house, and there's always those things. So that's a big deal to me. Yes, Mm -hmm. and and you do, but that's that's what I'm saying. You have to equate differently. And in, in in everything you do in a hev- in a heavenly realm, yeah, I, I guess you'd call it, you would it equates differently than in an earthly realm, you know, and again, to the least of these, to the least the least less the least person you can think of that you helped, then that's the one that Jesus is saying, you did it to me, you know. The the person that maybe and when deserved you look at it this- the least or the person that just looked like the least or acted the least or you know, that's the person that Jesus is saying, I'm going to reward you for.
2: And look at how many different ways he said this. I mean, I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was a stranger. I was a stranger. I was naked. I was sick. I was in prison. I mean, like he gave a lot of examples of how we can turn around and love somebody
1: else. Definitely. And and you have to think of it too, outside the box and just... Um, I go back. I, I took psychology classes. I'm an education major, and I took a lot of psychology classes. And um, they always told us before you can get a kid to learn something new, you have to deal with them on a psychological level. Because if they're psychologically frightened or if they're psychologically, um, I, I'm disconnected disconnected they're (laughs) worrying about something else outside of your classroom they're not going to care whether or not they know algebra Mm -hmm. you know they're not going to care if they know how to write a sonnet Mm -hmm. if you know they're going to go home to physical abuse or hunger or you know and sometimes it really is you can change a kid's day i know as a teacher From the the time that they walk out of one teacher's class and she says, you failed the test, Mm -hmm. you're going to be grounded this weekend, to they walk into my class and I say, hey, we're, you know, doing something you're great at today. I need you to help me. That kid went from I'm the dumbest kid in the class to, hey, I'm so good, I can help. I mean, you know, I'm on a teacher level I, that changes a whole persona just in the fact that two people saying two sentences to the same person.
2: It really does. My mentor, one of my mentors put it to me this way about telling somebody about Christ. He said, it's hard to tell a hungry person about the love of Jesus when all they can really hear is the growling in their stomach. Right. You know, and so it's sometimes you got to meet those physical needs. You got to mm-hmm. meet a person where they are and begin to minister to them.
0: That's
1: good. Before you can
2: tell the greatest story of hope. Right. But God demonstrated. I love this. Thank you so much. This was a highlight of my week. And last week was a tough week, just in and out of the hospitals and stuff. But, you know, she said, I understand that God demonstrated his love towards me because it literally says that Romans 5, 8. But how do I in turn demonstrate my love towards God. Well, we hope this podcast has gave you a few topics on that. Christy and I could talk about it for quite a while, especially with Bree, our children's pastor. But, um, man, I pray that you will look for ways to be a blessing. Right now, there's plenty of ways to be a blessing. But uh, look for ways to be a blessing to somebody and remember that you're doing it unto the Lord. So, Jessica, congratulations can't wait to meet you great job keep expanding your tractor collection
1: (laughs) tractor picture i don't know that
2: picture collection and um (laughs) as you are out there fighting the good fight of faith remember stay humble and serve often
1: i got nothing still no hashtag (laughs)
2: bye y'all